Have you ever gotten into a subject and you're like, man, I wish I could go deeper into that. That looks cool. You can do that today. This is the Deeper Dive, where here at Bethel Church, a couple of us pastors get together, take on a subject from the previous week's sermon or some other theological topic, and we go deeper into it. To do that, today I've got Adam Phillips with me. Hello, Dave. And Christian Gonzalez. Okay. All right, you guys are uh, just... What 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 uh what campus are you at, Christian? Yeah, I'm in uh, West Pasco, and I'm the next gen director there. So I oversee Woo-hoo. kids and youth ministry there. So awesome! And you've been preaching more these, yes. these days. Yes, I have. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So currently, as you guys, some of you may know, we're going through a transition. So, uh, you know, Adam got called by God to to be the senior pastor. So we miss him, but hey, I get to step in and preach twice a month, and it's been good, man. It's been yeah. really good. Well, that was one of the one of our things with his transition was wanting to make sure that the West Pasco preaching calendar was filled out and solid. And so I'm super blessed that you're stepping yeah. in and I know West Pasco is blessed and I'm glad that they get you oh. twice a month. <laughs> Thanks, man. And now we all get a little bit more of Christian. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So if you get, as you guys have been preaching in these, just these last two weeks in the book of Haggai, that is part of it, right? Christian, you mentioned that, you know, the Lord came down and said, look, are you, are you living your life for my glory, for your own glory? Are you willing mm-hmm. to put aside the building of your own homes to build my house, to build my temple, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, that, that just makes me think about in order to be able to prioritize what we do in life and make sacrifices, mm-hmm. you think back to the words of Christ, right? Like, what good is it for a man to, to gain the whole world yeah. and yet lose his own soul? soul? soul. Mm-hmm. Like, what good is that? Like, that's, that is not even a good deal. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus is saying, look, put this in perspective, right? Put this in perspective. I, I think as we need to, maybe Haggai yeah. can help us regain some perspective, right? For sure. Or how Jesus says, like, in order, like, you must lose your life in order to gain it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just those really flipping upside down the way we typically think, like, to prioritize God means we have to... We have to say no to a lot of other things. A no mm-hmm. to a lot of even the things that we deeply desire in our flesh. So there's not really any easy part about it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. the that's one of the things about Haggai that's so challenging. Is it's his message is clear, clear as day. I think in Haggai, yet the application of it is so difficult because, yeah. mm-hmm. man, there are, there are good things that we do that become bigger than God, and there are things that are not great that we just love, and yeah. we're constantly having to battle against yeah. putting God first. You think about how hard it can be to actually give up something you love in order to do something that is greater. Mm. But once again, I think you know the words of Scripture can lead us. Remember, Paul said he said, uh, you know, wh- whatever things were counted as gain to me before, I count them as loss. Yes. Yeah, I was a Pharisee. Everybody knew me. I was powerful. I mm. had you know all these things, and had my own righteousness. Mm. Now I look at it, I can, it's like I consider them as like rubbish, right? Dung, dung, exactly. I think those are that. I think the, this message of Haggai and these mm. these very scriptures from Christ and from Paul, they're countercultural. Yeah, I think I think you guys are leading us into a countercultural message. Mm. Mm. All right. So, what are the challenge? Some th- there's this challenge in Haggai to build the house of the Lord, prioritize things correctly, right? So to do hard things, to take on hard 
challenges, to be willing to sacrifice, to put put something that is good for you away to do something that is better for the common good or for God's glory. What are some of the challenges that we are facing as a church that might fall into line in this way? Hmm. Things that we might, the Lord might be speaking to us to put put aside, right? To take on the greater challenge of following him. What What might be some of those things if we could try to apply that to where we're at today? Yeah, I I would say, and this is a I, I think from my perspective as a Mexican American, um, and you reminded me of this, Adam, when you were talking about you know as a country where where we're at, and and I would say within the Mexican American culture, I'd say uh, there's this big thing called the American dream, right? So a lot of our parents, our ancestors came from Mexico or other Latin American countries, and they come here to work they come here to to uh to step up the ladder basically and, and i think um and, and i don't think this is necessarily just a mexican american thing but i think it is is climbing that corporate ladder i, I think it's really climbing that ladder to to prioritize man how, how, what, what do i have to do to get to the next step mm-hmm. what do i have to do to get this next promotion uh, what do i have to do to get to this and 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 i think a lot of the times what happens with that is we start prioritizing that above the Lord. We start prioritizing that above our family that the Lord has given us. So mm-hmm. that that's that's one thing I, mm-hmm. I definitely definitely see. Okay. And again, it's it's very big key thing in Mexican American um, uh, homes. I'd say even Mexican homes as well. It's always like, man, let's work, let's provide, and those are good things. But it could, but it, it does hinder. The prior, prioritizing God for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> I think I agree with Christian, and I think that there's there's also just a competing. There's always a competing uh, lifestyle and competing options for mm-hmm. our time and our focus. I mean, I, I just the sheer amount of things available to us, yeah, with entertainment, media. Um, things to that we want to buy, things we want to have, things we want to do. I mean, if you've got a family, like we've got a family of young kids and so we're we're mm-hmm. finally entering into this stage of <clears throat> what are the things we say yes to with kids and what things we say no to. I mean, you've got several different sports opportunities every single mm-hmm. year and you know, what what's a healthy balance for our family? If we said yes to everything, like that might be really fun. We're going to run ourselves crazy, but we're also going to be saying no to some other things. Mm-hmm. Um probably things we shouldn't be saying no to. Um, you've got important things like, you know, prioritizing your family and spending time together or your extended family or friendships that are good and jobs. There's just so many things and we're not alone in this, but there's just so many things competing for our time that things that are maybe even enjoyable that we just don't want to say no to that. It's, it's just so easy to forget what we need to be thinking about. I mean, even I mean, what, what do you do at night when things finally settle down if you've, if you've got kids in the home when they go to bed or if you work a job and you come home like what do you want to do i'll tell you what i want to do <laughs> like, i want to flick on the tv and see like what show do i need to catch up with which is frustrating yeah. because yeah. man i i love the availability of all these things but there are so many shows that are available that it even stresses me out to think about like what do i want to watch yeah. right like we are just so spoiled with spoiled i mean maybe in good ways and bad ways with stuff mm-hmm. that if we're not careful we just we fill our plates with more than we can even eat, yeah. and yeah. we get no, far enough down the road, and we're like, "Oops, like where, 
where did I go wrong? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there is a hunger in our, I'll just speak for our country. That's the way I see it. I think there is a hunger to attach ourselves to something greater than us, greater mm-hmm. than us. Yeah. Right. And sometimes that can come out in goofy ways, right? We latch on to, uh, I mean, for me, some of the social justice warrior stuff. Okay. All right. I think the bigger issue is justice. Take, let's take a good look at justice is some of this social justice warrior stuff, really what you want to give yourself to. But I think what it does, I think it demonstrates that young people in particular yeah. want to be a part of something bigger than them than themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we don't, I think we pay a price for it. There's a cost to simply following, Christian, uh, what you're talking about, you know, just our own version of the American dream, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can give, we can give ourselves to that, but sometimes the cost is to that which is greater, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I was reading the other day that the United States right now is the greatest user of antidepressants in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, like that's horrible. Why is that? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be simplistic here, simplistic here, but it makes me wonder, have we lost this, this deep human desire mm-hmm. to really to once again, to attach ourselves, to sacrifice ourselves on behalf of something greater. I think that is the call of God to humanity, Mm. right? I think in Haggai, he's specifically speaking to his own people, right? Look, you need to, I want you guys to build build my house. Mm. I want you to give of your time. I want you to join together. I want you to put your resources together, your time together, and do this thing that it is, it's good for everybody. And it'll cost everybody a little bit. You know, and I think if, man, if our, so I'm speaking in, like in general terms here about this not giving ourselves to something <clears throat> greater, which causes us to de, like devolve into just thinking about ourselves and get caught up in our own lives and like everybody's doing awesome and I'm doing crummy and you look at social media and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if part of this is as individual churches and you guys as pastors, is that part of our job to call, call mm-hmm. people to to something greater than themselves, that is to God, to his glory, to yeah. Christ himself. Mm. I think so. I mean, I, yeah, we're responsible for not dreaming up and making up mm. an imaginary thing for people, but actually laying out a compelling vision, not of an American dream, but of like a kingdom dream. Yeah. And like, I don't want to knock the American dream. Like I'm a product of yeah. um, my forefathers and their forefathers and grateful to be like in, in the American and all of the blessings that it brings. But I, I do, I have to be careful with myself that I don't get caught up in a pursuit of an American dream that takes me in a place that's in completely opposite from the kingdom of yeah. Jesus. And not that they always have to be in opposition with each other. I think having opportunity, everyone having an opportunity to have life and to flourish is amazing. Yeah. But when that becomes so important, and like you said, climbing this ladder of becoming successful in the way the world defines success puts me at odds when I think about reading the Sermon on the Mount, right? Where Jesus climbs a mountain, sits down and teaches about what his kingdom's about. It's just so different. It's not really about my personal success at climbing a ladder. It's shaped after the cross where I look more and more like Christ who gives myself away for the kingdom and pursue peace and forgiveness and, you know, embrace humility. You know, there are there are costs I'm willing to pay personally for the sake of the kingdom. And I think we are responsible for not just saying that, 
but as much as we can with the Spirit's help, compelling people that this life yeah. is better. Like yeah. it is so yeah, much yeah. better and this fulfilling. This is a good deal. It's in, it's yeah. and it's eternal. It's yeah. it the payoff is no work. It's just better than than the American dream or whatever dream it is that we have. And I think Ecclesiastes taught us that. Yeah, I would say it's it's definitely countercultural mm-hmm. um, because I think the the other thing we need to ask ourselves too is I agree. I think as as pastors as preachers of the word, we we have to say these things. We have to again, like you said, Adam is give a compelling reason why. But I think I think at the same time we really need to take a hard look at ourselves and say, man, what is my American dream? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's not, you know, I, I talked about in my perspective as a Mexican-American, but I think all of us have this aversion of an American dream of, of what it is that's going to give me a life with purpose, a, a fulfilling mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we need to ask ourselves is when we have that answer, we got to say, is this, and I, and I love what you said, a, a kingdom dream, a God's dream, right? Mm-hmm. Is is this parallel, is this the same as a kingdom dream. And right. if it's not, man, we're, we're in the wrong as believers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. When I think we need to repent from that. Yeah. Right. So it, it, if, if, because ultimately the kingdom dream might not be the coolest thing, might not be the funnest thing. Let's just mm-hmm. be real. Right. Yeah. Because it's countercultural. Right. But it's ultimately going to give us satisfaction. Yeah. It's ultimately going to give us fulfillment because we're building up the kingdom with God as, as the one who's mm-hmm. using us for his glory. I wonder if every culture has something of like the American dream or whatever. Yeah. This once again, this might be speaking in generalities, but I know in some of the Asian cultures, people, some people sacrifice what they really want to do, study and do jobs that they don't want to do for their families, mm-hmm. for the families to have uh, for the, for their parents to like. It's almost like the parents are living through the kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, to be a you know a doctor or a yeah. you know an engineer yep. or whatever it happens to be, yep. and so some people just they give up their like their own dreams, right, mm-hmm. in order to do something to, you know, on behalf of the family, right. Yeah. That that seems like a little bit of a man, kind of a twisted, uh, a twisted look at doing something bigger than you, right. Mm-hmm. There seems to be kind of a perversion there mm-hmm. so. yeah yeah there there's there's that sacrifice right that when you say that there's I, I think about sacrifice and yes uh you know sacrificing is a good thing but for what end what what's what's mm-hmm. the end what's what's uh what's the goal of that yeah. sacrifice so there there is a fear here right once you start talking about okay are you gonna are you going to sacrifice on behalf of this greater thing are you going to give up your life to follow Christ. Mm. And, you know, it's like the question, part of the question comes up is like, oh my gosh, can, can I do that? Mm. Am I, do I have the strength to do that? I'm, mm. I'm afraid to do that. I'm, af- I'm afraid to give up, right? I remember mm. one time here, this this wasn't that long ago, but just, I'll share this. Several, that's yeah, a couple months ago. So I've taken on a couple projects here at Bethel and like, there was a time where I was like, how did I get myself into this? <laughs> like, I don't, Oh my gosh, why did I sign on for this? Why did I do this? Anyway, I was kind of whining. And my wife just said that she, she, she didn't say us out of spite. She just, you know, I was sitting there whining about how hard it was. And she also, she, she looked at me one day and she just goes, why are you talking like that? You were built to do hard things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I started thinking about that as like, Okay, so the Lord has built something into me yeah. that's going to enable me 
to overcome this. I, I'm serious. That's stupid. And sentence. giving you an awesome wife too. Yeah, giving you an awesome <laughs> wife, right? Yeah. So, I was real mature about it. I was, I was like, well, why don't you do it then? <laughs> you know, never <laughs> You didn't receive it well then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you're getting it like the what we talked about this week with Haggai one twelve through fifteen that like yeah. not to not to to overlook the like how crazy it is that they respond wholeheartedly to, to yeah. Haggai's call. I mean, remember they're building their own homes and Haggai's like, guys, stop, and they obey and they mm. they they get this fear of the Lord that becomes more more than their fear of missing out or becoming nothing. And when they put their hand to the plow, God says, I'm with you. And he empowers them and their spirit to start working. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's hard. And we we face challenges every day and we will. But I think there's a promise embedded here that when we do put ourselves to that hard work, trust in Christ, like he He meets us mm -hmm. to give us and supply us with everything we need to do it. Yeah. Even you won't be able to see all that right now, but he will show up and he He'll give you what you need to be, to be in His kingdom. What He wants you to be. Yeah. So He'll and, He'll equip us and give us what we need to do to do the hard things. Yeah, right? exactly. And Jesus Himself, if we look at the Great Commission, right in Matthew twenty-eight, mm -hmm. you know, He says, "Make disciples of all these nations." That's a big, big thing. That's that's mm -hmm. kingdom dream right there. Yeah. But what I love is in verse twenty, it says, uh, "Teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you." And remember, here's how He ends, which is really cool. And remember, I'm with you always mm -hmm. to the end of the age. So mm -hmm. Jesus is presenting this big, you know, kingdom dream mm -hmm. right here in front of us. And, the, and, and he's saying, you're going to do these things, but remember, I'm with you always yeah. to the end of the age. And I think that's a great reminder for us too, where the job is big, kingdom work is huge, but there's this promise attached mm -hmm. to it yeah. that Jesus goes before us and he's with us. And he's going to be with us always. Mm -hmm. Are you guys ever fearful to call people to this God-sized dream, to a sacrifice? I, sure. Let me just I, <laughs> share, this with, share this. I'll try to be careful here. I've got a friend. And this person is magnificent. This person is in a job that it's safe, is mm -hmm. secure. And this person really doesn't like that job that much. But this person is good at it. And so I was with, sorry about trying to keep it general neutral here. But uh, so I was with this person the other day and I was like, what do you want to do? And they shared with me this awesome vision of what they wanted to do, which was more of a Christ thing. But there's no guarantee that this thing's going to work out. Hmm. Right. And then they were telling me, you know, I've only got a number of years before I can actually retire. It's like 10 years. So maybe I just, I'll just wait till then. Mm. What would you, how would you guys counsel this person? That's a great question. I mean, I would say, I think I would say, are we even guaranteed tomorrow? Right? Yeah. Like, I, I think sometimes we forget the brevity of life, right? Mm. We forget that the Lord can call us home any minute and i and i and i think i would tell him man like are you are you are, are you know what if what if this is your last day and you 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 um you end up face to face with the lord and you have to give an account right you have to say hey here's here's what i did for you and you know i i just i just can't imagine 
And again, I'm trying to be careful here, right? Because even for me, you know, it's it's, it's hard because then it's kind of a for me. I'm just thinking, oh man, I gotta I gotta get to work too, you know. But I I think imagine being face to face with the Lord and telling Him, yeah, I was just gonna wait till I retired, or you know, what? I was just gonna wait until I finish this, or until I was done with my version of the American Dream. Like, imagine that. Yeah, those are that's a good answer, and those are tricky things because you don't want to push into someone's life and make them make a decision that right that they shouldn't make. But it's like if the if, if the Lord is putting this on your heart, like can you also trust Him to supply how to get you there and mm. how to take care of you? I mean, if it's a God sized dream, and and you and you believe that this is what God's calling you to, then then you have to walk out and trust that He's going to take care of you in every way you need. May not mm. be the retirement package you were hoping for, mm. but it's probably gonna be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just can't think of a lot of people in the Bible that get the the option of that that's describing. Like Abraham, it's like, hey, you're gonna leave everything and come follow me. I'm not gonna even tell you where. I'm not gonna even promise you that you're gonna get all the things when you want it. But come follow me. And Abraham, Abraham follows. Jesus calls the mm. disciples, and they they drop their nets and follow him. And what they end up with. Well, they end up, a lot of them end up martyred, but their life is better and their eternal life is better because yeah. they're with him. It's like, man, mm. sometimes I think we we get so, going back to what we were talking about, we get so caught and gripped by the the things the world has to offer to us mm. that it holds us back from tasting what the kingdom has to give us. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Well, maybe a good scripture to end with is, you know, Matthew 6, 33, right? So, you know, seek first. Yeah, so, yeah. Seek first his kingdom and all these other things, mm-hmm. things you need will be given to you. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a promise there, right? Yeah. We got a command, mm-hmm. seek him first, yeah. his kingdom first, his glory mm-hmm. first, his projects first. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say, and then and then whatever's left over, like maybe you're gonna get something you want. But it's like, <laughs> hey, whatever what some of these other things that you're you're going after, they'll be given to you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You can't experience that until you do it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can, I followed my parents who made those decisions before I was ever put in a position to do it. So I can't take credit for it. Or they stepped out in faith in some really difficult ways, leaving income to go start a church and got to see as a young kid the way the Lord provided for us. Mm. And I'm grateful for that. Even those those hard years for us, like, you know, first world perspective, hard. Um, but it allowed us to see the promise of Matthew six thirty three, If you're not willing to step out and seek first the kingdom, like you won't benefit from seeing the way that God fills in the gaps for you and, and even fills it bigger than you could imagine. I guess this is great words to end on. Thank you, Adam. Christian, thank you, brother. Yeah, really appreciate you. you guys. It is great to be involved in in our, our side of the kingdom's work. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's great for me to be involved with you guys. Yeah. So we do miss you, Brooks. If you're out there listening to us, I'm sure you're on vacation listening to us right now. We do miss you. Guys, thank you very much. So this has been The Deeper Dive. If you want to get on to our website and check out Bethel Church, you can go to Bethel.ch and you can chase some of these things down. Thank you, Jen, gentlemen. Thanks. Thank Dave. you.